0: or whatever that's left to you uh, would you please amen uh, be mindful about that matthew chapter number 14 if you have your bible how many of you ready for the word of god tonight amen if you're ready shout amen wherever you are praise god hallelujah matthew chapter number 14 this evening We've been having a good time on a Wednesday nights. I've been dealing upon uh, some important but yet, uh, uh, you know, touchy subjects, especially in that. And I believe tonight also is going to be no different. Uh, I believe God is going to minister and speak uh, to us. Uh, Matthew chapter number 14. Uh, Interestingly, uh, today is Youth uh, Skills Day and a lot of young people are being... uh, Uh, World Youth Skills Day and you know a lot of young people have been uh, touched upon and you know they say they've been you know uh, spoken to and videos and challenges and all of that keeping that in mind I want to minister a sermon to young people and older people tonight and especially every person here on a very important area uh, amen in the realm of sexuality Matthew chapter number 14 amen sexual freedom among young people today is at the e- extreme highest you see young people amen they are constantly being bombarded with the need to you know uh function and uh, be accepted in society there is a massive sex drive among young people uh, you know there is so much of peer pressure and all of those things there's a Demand upon our young people to conform to the world and society's uh, structure and pattern. This is the rise that is given to so much of sexual sin and sexual orgies and all of those things and i want to talk very frankly tonight to young people and older people about uh, amen one of the most sanctified uh, things that the bible talks about it's called sex amen and i want to minister upon that the text that we're going to read in matthew chapter number Fourteen. you know the story about John the Baptist. And in the story about John the Baptist, you know that the king was going to get into a very ungodly relationship with his brother's wife. John the Baptist speaks out and tells you, you cannot do that. You're violating God's moral laws. And because of that, you know, John the Baptist has been put into a place. There's a scheme of And there is a a kind of plot being made to a place where John the Baptist is beheaded for standing for moral grounds. How many of you know tonight, church, we have to stand for God's moral laws in today's generation? How many of you can say amen? So let's read Matthew chapter 14, verse number 1 to verse number 12 for a moment. At that time Herod the tetrach heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants this is John the Baptist he is risen from the dead and therefore these powers are at work in him for Herod has laid on John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias his brother Philip's wife because John and had said to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Look at that he says, although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitudes because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give whatever she might ask. So she having been prompted by her mother said, give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter and the king was sorry nevertheless because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him he commanded it to be given to her so he sent and had john beheaded in prison and his head was brought out on a platter given to the girl she brought it to her mother then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told jesus amen tonight here is a man who stood for god's moral law and because he stood for god's moral moral law would not compromise he had to lose his life he was beheaded tonight amen you and i may not lose our head but there are so many people who will come against god's moral law and this evening i want to minister on that area so let's close our eyes and pray father we come before your throne right now we need you in the supernatural God, minister to our young people and older saints, God, at this time. We ask you, God, the moral laws of this society and generation is in disintegrating. Help us to have godly men and women who will stand for the moral laws. In Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. Hallelujah. I want to especially speak to young people and to older people, but especially to younger people tonight. And I want to preach a sermon I've titled Young People and Sex. Part 3 of our series on victory over sexual sin. I want to see firstly on the great taboo uh, for a moment. Amen. Firstly, I want to see on the great taboo for a moment. Today, people wouldn't even mention the word sex in public. Let alone in church. They will not mention that word or even behind the pulpit rather. But you see the church has also made a mistake. Because they have not been speaking about this. Because it's a very uncomfortable word they think. See the pendulum tonight has swung too far. And a lot of discussions are being made on this. The great problem today young people face today is that. Sex is being discussed in school, it's being discussed in the television, in the magazines, on, tel- on movies, advertisements, wherever. And young people are constantly bombarded with this thought and idea. My question tonight, church, why shouldn't I, from the pulpit, tell you what the Bible says tonight? Amen. Why shouldn't I tell you what Jesus says about this? Because in our text, John the Baptist is a great prophet. He's the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He lost his life, his head, because he will not compromise with the moral law of God. See, you know also, the children of israel many of you know the story near mount sinai when moses was up there and they he was out to get the ten commandments these people were dancing and making merry the bible says it, they also had a sexual orgy they took their clothes off they're dancing around the golden calf moses comes down from the mountain he has the Ten Commandments in his hands on stone. He thunders the commandments to the people who are dancing around the uh, golden calf. And one of those in the Ten Commandment was, Thou shall not commit adultery or thou shalt not commit immorality. How many of you know tonight we need another Moses to descend and preach the law all over again? How many of you can say amen? I want to tell you tonight, church, young people and older people, thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not commit immorality because that is god's law and you and i cannot compromise on god's moral law how many of you agree with me tonight Uh, see john the baptist did not compromise the law he told the king you are in sin You are living in sin. This is immoral. It is wrong for you to have your brother's wife. You cannot have a relationship with your brother's wife. How many of you know tonight having a relationship with your brother's wife or on all kind of, uh, you know, all of these dirty stuffs are happening every day is am i telling right or wrong tonight read the newspaper all kind of uh, you know sin uh, debauchery people think it's okay uh, young people tonight uh, you know what they think this is okay G- john the baptist could have easily compromised he could have said okay as long it's as it as long as it's a meaningful relationship that's fine see uh, that is not the answer tonight uh, young people uh, with worked up emotions and passions uh, They think they can involve themselves in any kind of sexual relationship because they think it's a meaningful relationship. As long as no one is hurt, then that should be okay. How many of you know that is absolutely wrong? John the Baptist said it is wrong and it is a sin. It is breaking the law because John the Baptist would not lower His stands, rather, God stands, he is thrown into prison, eventually beheaded. How many of you know church tonight? We cannot compromise God's moral law. How many of you can say amen? It is a sin. You cannot be involved in immoral activities. You have to be married to your own husband or your own wife. There are so many sexual sins, and today it is as if even the church has accepted that. The church has given a license, and you can see so many sexual violations happening even in the church. The scandals that are happening in the church setting. And tonight you and I need to keep this in mind. See people say the moral law can be changed. It's relative. God didn't really mean this. God really didn't mean it. Can I tell you tonight? God doesn't change. How many of you can say amen? We may change. Our attitudes may change. We may lower the standards. But God's nature never changes. Malachi 3.6 the Bible says, I am the Lord saith God. Therefore, I do not change. You are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. James 1:17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation in other words society may say things are okay things may change but may i tell you tonight god's moral law doesn't change amen doesn't change for anybody this evening god has not changed his attitude towards sin you may accommodate sin church may accommodate sin God doesn't accommodate sin. He doesn't change his law for our standards tonight. I don't care what sociologists and psychologists say. That doesn't make any difference because my God has not changed. So when you talk about sex and you talk about physical intimacy, why is it that there's so much of confusion even among, even among young people and in the church and people will not speak about this. They somehow think it's to be dirty. Why did God give sex in the first place then? Why there is so much of trouble in realm of that subject or joy for that matter? Many, many people have a wrong understanding, a bad theory about this they think somehow the body is evil my bible doesn't say that my bible say god made a male and female and both of them were good amen paul says our bodies are the temple of the holy spirit so people's idea that amen the body is evil sex is wrong and dirty And many, many years this has been suppressed. And now because of that suppression, we are living with a violent reaction from people. They don't know that God created this so beautifully. It was meant to be for our benefit because the church wouldn't speak about it. Because so and so wouldn't speak the world painted a bad picture and here we are amen having to deal with this reaction so young people this evening you're watching me online and older saints you know what i want to make a declaration tonight there is nothing wrong in sex itself Genesis chapter 2, verse number 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him what? A helper? Comparable to him. How many of you know? Till then, God, if you read the Bible in Genesis, till then, God said, He created everything and He said, It is good, it is good, it is good. Only when He came to that place, when He created man, it came to a point He said, It is not good. The first thing that god found not good was for man to be alone and this is why young people you need to get saved and you need to get married it is better for you to get married than to burn in the lust amen hallelujah so genesis chapter 4 verse number 1 the bible says adam knew eve everybody say new eve as his wife Amen. Adam knew Eve as his wife. Now see that word new, K-N-E-W, is not like, oh, I knew that person from so long. That is not the new that we are talking about. Read the whole sentence, rather, the whole verse. Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived. So here the word new talks about a deep intimacy between Adam and eve then amen hallelujah so why did god give sex then i believe for three important reasons number one is to propagate human race how many of you know that's the way we multiply and propagate the human race that is one of the reason god gave secondly he gave that to be the climax or the height of true love within marriage if you're going to experience the climax and the heights in true love in marriage it is going through be because of sexual intimacy thirdly sex was given by god so that man and woman could express their unity to each other through that in other words they become one flesh isn't it amazing that a marriage relationship is what is the picture of our relationship with Jesus Christ. He says, I am the bridegroom, you are the bride, that we become one with Christ. Marriage, amen, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 4. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornication for fornicators and adulterers the bible god says he will judge so tonight you need to understand here that the marriage bed is undefiled in other words sexual activity is wonderful under the banner of marriage and before or after this evening before marriage if you indulge in sexual activity young people listen to me it is fornication god will judge you And adultery which is after marriage if you are involved in a physical intimacy with a person who is not your husband or your wife. And you think it is okay. I don't care what you think or society thinks. My Bible says God will judge you. The Garden of Eden. God created man and woman so amazing. He sanctified sex within marriage. But then sin entered because of that pain and suffering and lust entered. And today we have to, amen, live with that. It was a wonderful world before sin. But man's rebellion, which is sin, built a wall between God and man and That rebellion, amen, against God became sin. How many of you know sin is like a disease? Amen. It is more dangerous than the coronavirus tonight. You fear coronavirus. Many of you fear a virus, but you will not fear, amen, sin. You indulge in it day in and day out. You've been doing it and think it's okay. Sin will kill you. The Bible says all of us have been infected with this sin Romans 3:23 For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. See, sin will affect your mind. Sin will affect your body. Amen. And especially for the people who are intellect. I want to speak to people tonight. You are intellectual people. You always want to reason about Christ. See, sin affects your mind. That's the reason when you come to the Bible, it's a closed book for you. Because sin affects mind your mind unless you know jesus christ and surrender to the holy spirit you know what it will shed light amen to you isaiah chapter 44 verse 18 they do not know nor understand for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see and their hearts so they cannot understand second corinthians three fourteen. but their minds were blinded for until this day the same whale remains unlifted in reading of the old testament because the whale is taken away in christ in other words see sin blinds you to the things of god sin will blind you amen to what is the true thing that god wants you to have it will hamper your relationship with god sin will hamper your relationship with each other you will be spiritually dead eventually amen physically dead that's why people who are in sin, no matter how much joy and happiness and peace you try to seek and search after, it will push you to drugs, addictions, smoking, drinking, pornography, sex, and all of that. Don't forget tonight, it will always leave you empty. You try to forget your problems and fill your emptiness with sin. But how many of you know tonight, sin will always leave you empty. Can I make, you a, make a powerful statement? Without Jesus Christ, you will never find true happiness. Without Jesus, you will never find true peace. And the void that's in your heart can only be filled through Jesus Christ. You and I were made to have a close relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a miserable life without Jesus. Just think with me even recently how many movie stars film stars and wealthy people and noted people they look happy on the outside but how many of you know they are miserable you know why because it's a life without Jesus Christ they can try to fill their emptiness with so many things but how many of you know this has given rise to suicide and all of that you hear you know reports of even Christians committing suicide and all of that how is that possible because anything other than Jesus Jesus Christ will always leave you empty. The great taboo tonight is sex. It's people look at it as perverted. See but it is. Going to be looking as perversion. The reason is it was never meant to be used the way we, amen, use it. God had a different, amen, approach towards this. The problem in the world tonight is lust has entered. See, in the English language, the word love can mean anything. The word love can mean from a porn magazine to love for heaven. You know it can have a very broad meaning people use this word love so loosely but you know love and lust are two different things young people you know most young people think they are in love but if you actually deep down you see properly most have lust which is probably their driving force this is so true so many young people fall for physical attraction and desire which was leading to lust and then this is why marriages break up how many people that i know personally who fell for looks who fell for attract attractiveness but eventually you know what it was only lust it was not pure love amen it is very important young people you understand this there is this sexual stimulus and the pleasure That is so great among young people and older people that it brings couples together in a moment. You are physically attracted. But then because you're physically attracted, it lasts for a moment. And then you find out life is not all about physical attraction. I want to tell you for those of you who think you're too handsome. And those of you who think you're too beautiful. Can I tell you beauty is only skin deep tonight amen that has nothing to do with a person's character that young people that you see character and not physical attraction as your main force in life three greek words for love is one is eros that means sensual love then phileo means Brotherly love. But then in the New Testament, amen, when you bring Eros and Phileo together and you commit it to Christ, that begins with the agape love. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what, tonight, church, that you and I need that agape, the divine love of Jesus. How many of you can say amen? You know, I've heard stories of couples who said you know what we were on the verge of divorce we did not know you know how this was going to happen but eventually you know what we gave our life to jesus christ i fell in love with my wife all over again i fell in love with my husband all over again i know they go on to say we did not know what love was until we came to jesus christ and that is so true tonight and true and genuine love amen, is only through Jesus Christ, amen. In every marriage, you know what? Love and sex is a way of displaying love and that comes only through our genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to see secondly then on God's view about sex for a moment. See, today, people in the world are using sex for everything. They, for from toothpaste to soap to car to anything, they are obsessed with that. And you see that today there is chat sites and brothels and this and that, name it. The sex instinct is so massive, people are so preoccupied and it is so obsessed. People cannot talk, be without talking about it in a negative Realm, But young people and older saints and believers tonight, what does God think about this? Because how many of you know God created sex? How many of you can say amen? As much as people think, Hugh Hefner created it. How many of you know who Hugh Hefner is? He's the founder of Playboy magazine. That is not the one who found our love. How many of you know God amen created amen physical intimacy god created sex tonight so when god says you shall not commit adultery you shall not commit immorality why does he say that number one write it down to protect your future marriage young people listen to me You need to keep yourself clean and pure and holy because if you involve in sexual sin before marriage, you are going to destroy your future marriage. This is what I call shotgun rocket weddings. You know, people get married for the wrong reasons and get separated. We are incompatible, end up in divorce. Why? because they've been sleeping around you know what they've been uh, involving themselves in sex before marriage i don't know who's watching me tonight young people you can say oh but in my community it's okay you know but we are okay with that can i tell you god says it's not okay jesus says it's not okay so sister amen keep be careful with mr octopus who wants to put his hands all over you be careful. And I have to tell this tonight because there are also equally, my brother, there are female octopuses also who wants to put their hands on amen, good and godly men. So men, be careful with women like that. It will, you need to keep yourself away from immorality so that it will protect your future marriage. Secondly, it will protect your body. How many of you know tonight? Uh, sexual disease is on the rise tonight. Coronavirus came today. But how many of you know, HIV and AIDS has killed so many people. Sexual transmitted diseases. Oh, but you know what? We are careful. And you know what? People say contraceptives are okay. Safe sex. And people say as long as you are safe, you know, you can can have multiple partners. My Bible tells me there's only one partner. That's your husband or your wife tonight. You have to protect your body. God has made certain restrictions for yourself and young people and older people listen to me if you break God's restrictions you're going to hurt your body have you seen somebody who's been infected with HIV because of multiple partners and sexual sin they, they quickly and rapidly disintegrate because sexual disease will kill you so when God says don't commit immorality it's to protect your body thirdly It will protect your mind. How many of you can say amen? When you involve yourself in sexual immorality, you feel guilty. How many people, you know what? They have told me, Oh, pastor, you know what? I feel guilty because I violated in a moment of time when the passions were high. You know what? uh, This happened. It led me to one the other. And I fell into sin. I gave into uh, this sin. You know, this, that, the other. And you know, people their mind is lost they feel guilty so if you keep yourself from immorality it'll protect your mind do you know that people with sexual immorality have lost their mind you are equivalent to dogs that go from street to street would not even look amen they have multiple partners that's how humans have become tonight how many of you know we are better than dogs tonight unmarried teenagers who've lost their virginity today it's fun to lose your virginity do you know young people tonight listen to me keep your virginity till your marriage very important the world may say it's oh it's not cool you know this that the other oh but there is corrective surgery it is never the same keep yourself amen hallelujah if you can turn the piano on So amen keep your virginity tonight. Many many young people they suffer from the guilt of sex for that reason. That guilt, they cannot sleep because of alcohol or whatever maybe in a party or in a friend's house uh, and you know or you know you're in you're in your in your relative's house and you're left alone by, with the, with the person of the opposite sex and sudden passion and all of that and then there's guilt that comes by. Fourthly, it is to protect a nation And a society. How many of you know when God says. You know what thou shall not commit immorality. It is to save a nation and a society. How many of you agree with me tonight. Uh, Today you can see society is in disintegration today. Uh, You know Rome fell because of that. Uh, So many immoral nations fell. Uh, You know Sodom and Gomorrah what happened to that. Why did God judge Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of sexual immorality. When God says do not be in sexual immorality. It is to protect a society and a nation. See, we can think, we can break God's law and get away. How many of you know there is no getting away? You can think you, uh, you got away with that sin. May I tell you, young person or older saying tonight, God is with good books this evening. You need to be extremely careful. In the last few sermons, I have talked about multiple places where you can fall in sin. It could be evil thoughts in your mind. It could be through the look that you have. It could be dressing. It could be pornography. We've seen all of this this evening. And immorality can be committed by Any person this evening, can I tell you this evening, Matthew chapter 5 verse 28, Jesus said these words, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. In other words, you know what Jesus said, now to commit sin, you don't need to really do the act. Even if you think about it in your heart, you've already committed it. That's why Job says in Job 31.1, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman tonight? You know what? You need to be extremely careful about this. And this is the reason immorality is at an extreme high. People give themselves into ungodly passions. Young people stay pure and holy can i tell you people who are already married you know what keep yourself pure and holy do not break god's moral law because in our text we read about john the baptist amen the king was going to take his brother's wife how many of you know your brother's wife is your brother's wife you cannot have a sexual relationship with her that's a, that's a very, very sanctified relationship. But yet the king thought it was okay. John the Baptist stood up and said, No king, that's wrong. And he wanted to kill him, the Bible says. But then because of circumstances, situation, he did not. But then eventually he gave the permission to behead John the Baptist. Tonight, you know what? You may not physically behead me. But you know what? People who are watching this sermon this evening. You may spiritually amen behead me tonight why are you preaching this sermon i don't like it you can give me a thumbs down on this sermon whatever because listen i really don't care about all of those things because i will not compromise on god's moral law amen if moses came down and thundered the commandments upon god's children it'll take another moses to come and say thou shall not commit adultery thou shall not commit immorality tonight God will hold you responsible if you fall into sexual sin. I wonder how many tonight you are responsible for sexual sin. You're watching me this evening. Are you guilty? Are you guilty tonight? Are you responsible? Have you been indulging in unlawful physical intimacy? Young people, what have you been watching? What have you been seeing? What have you been involving yourself in? Married people, how is you dealing with the opposite sex? People may not know. I may not know. But listen, God sees, are you guilty tonight? Because listen, if you are guilty, God will judge you for that sin. I close tonight then finding victory this evening amen how many of you know there's hope for us that we can find victory over sexual sin how many of you can say amen will you give me a few minutes very quickly to wind this down see how can a young person teenager or a single man single woman how can a married person today find victory over the sexual sin in such a sex saturated society wherever you look it's okay for you to live that way everybody is doing You know what? That should not be the case. On a very lighter note, there was a man. You know, rather, uh, there was a woman. There was a woman who came to a movie theater. Her husband was missing. And she came to a movie theater. She knew the husband would have gone to the movie theater. Because he was mentioning about going to the movies. So she thought she's going to go with him but found out that, you know, he, he was missing. So she knew which theater he would go. And she went to the theater, but the movie had already started. She could not go in and she wanted to go, but it's so dark. She could not find the husband. So she went to the manager's office and said, you know what, sir, you know what? My husband is here at the movies. I'm searching him. I'm searching for him. So would you please help me? The manager said, Oh, ma'am, but the movie is already started. No, 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 no. You know what? Um, uh, I need to find him. Uh, I think he may, he may have come with another woman. I suspect that he may have come with another woman. Then the woman said, Would you please give an announcement that I am come? And the manager stops the movie midway, and then over the PA system, he gives an announcement. So and so, you know what, we don't know your name, but your wife is come here searching for you. If you have come with another woman to watch movie, which is not your wife, right now, come immediately, meet your wife at the the entrance. You know what, half the balcony was empty, most of them came out. Why? Because we live in a society, we do not know who is whose husband, who is whose wife. Tonight, you know what, you may think and we may laugh at this, but you know, sad reality today. How many people, you know, have lost their husband or their wife because of this kind of, I mean, attitude. It happens all the time. Even in the church realm, there is no guarantee tonight unless Jesus is involved. So the Bible says, amen, that you and I need to give attention to this and you and I can have victory over sexual sin. Especially, we need to have a conviction tonight to flee all kind of immorality. How many of you know, young people? You need to have that conviction. That should be in your heart. Married people, you need to have that conviction. At the sight of immorality, flee from there. Flee means run, not free. It's not free. Flee. You need to run from that place. That should be the main thing. I want to give you two things that are very important. The mark of a true Christian is self-control and self-discipline. Young people, you need to have some self-control and self-discipline. So are married people. I'm amazed at how many young people today, you know, they are having no self-control, no self-discipline, even married people. You need to be extremely careful. Amen. I want to make some important statements here quickly as I wind this down. There is no way a young person, listen to me, There is no way a young person or an older saint can keep yourself pure without Jesus Christ. Because without Jesus there is no purity. Amen. Because purity comes through Jesus and him alone. How many of you agree with me tonight? Paul was telling young Timothy. He was saying keep yourself pure. Avoid all appearances of evil. And I believe young people you can have victory over sexual sin and that's why i'm preaching this sermon uncut because people may not speak about it but i want to tell you tonight you have to be extremely careful with your sex life because if you violate it god will judge you for that so quickly i want to give some pointers how to find victory Number one, avoid wrong friendship. How many of you can say amen? Second Corinthians 6.17 The Bible says, Come out from among them, be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. I will receive you. You know what? Be careful with wrong friendships. If you're hanging around with sexually uh, you know, immoral people, guess what? You will eventually fall into that. Secondly, avoid the second look. Sometimes people say, I cannot avoid the first look. You know what? It was something that I didn't even intend. But how many of you know you can avoid definitely the second look of lust? And that's what happened with David. How many of you can say amen? Thirdly, discipline your conversations. In other words, be careful what words you speak. Dirty jokes. Christians don't smile and crack dirty jokes. How many of you can say amen? We don't give in to that. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Do not be deceived, evil company or conversations, corrupt good habits. So your conversations need to be very important. Born again believers cannot use bad language. How many of you agree with me? You cannot be using F's and B's and I've seen people do that in a moment of time. They say born again people, church people, all of a sudden it comes out. Why? You may not speak it at church, but at workplace or wherever you casually, husband and wife, when you're fighting, you use it casually. Cannot do so. It is a sin. Dressing, be careful what, how you dress. You can have victory over sexual sin the way you dress. Will Jesus walk with you with the dress you wear? What you watch, another important thing. Today what you watch is another important thing. What you read, what you listen to, these are important things. What you do with your free time. How many of you know young people, what do you do with your free time? David had some free time, he went to the balcony, that's where he fell into sin. How many of you can, amen, agree with me tonight? You need to be careful what you do with your free time. Make it productive. It's very important. Make it very important. Free time has to be spent properly. I'm telling you tonight, no movie producer, novelist, someone who created the cigarette and the alcohol and the drugs, they are not going to come and help you when things go wrong. When you fall into sin, all they want to do is make money and you're going to destroy your life because of sexual sin. Don't do that. I'm going to tell another important thing. This will shock you, but here I am. Number eight, no to oral sex. Very important. People say this, I've had recently people say, oh, but we did not commit the act. We did not come. oh, we didn't go to the full extent. Full or no, it is a sin. Whether you are a young person, unmarried or an older person tonight, it is a sin. Someone said, a good looking adult can seduce 9 out of 10 people. Regardless of their age and religion. I'm here to tell you tonight. I totally dic- disagree with that. Because this evening a good looking adult can come to a person. But if that person has Jesus Christ in their heart. And they live for Jesus. That person has the ability to say no. And walk away from that temptation. How many of you can say amen. So I disagree that anybody and everybody can fall into sexual sin. No. No. Young people and older saints, one of the most important, powerful words you will say is no. Number nine, make time to read and study the word of God. How many of you know you need to read and study the word of God? Like Psalms 119:11, your word I have hidden in your heart that I might not sin against you. When temptation comes, use the word of God in freeness. Amen. Memorize the scripture stop memorizing recipes stop memorizing worldly music memorize the scripture young people tell me how many verses you know how many bible verses you older people you memorize this that the other when was the last time you sat down and memorized the word of god because in temptation you use the word of god against temptation and young people this is very very important amen finally you can have victory over sexual sin is when you have christ in Your heart. Do you have Christ in your heart tonight, young man, young woman? People of all ages tonight, do you have Christ in your heart? Is he your Savior, your Lord? Does he love you? You may be guilty of sin this evening. You may have not done the act completely but you're guilty of things. Can I tell you God gave us the Ten Commandments and he very well knew we are not going to be able to keep up the Ten Commandments with our own strength. Even the Seventh Commandment, that's the reason the Holy Spirit, Amen, wants to help us to live for him. How many of you know the woman who was caught in the act of adultery? In a moment, she surrendered her heart to Jesus. And how many of you know Jesus forgave her? And the same Jesus can forgive you and mine. Young people, you know what this evening sex is a beautiful thing but under the banner of marriage amen older people amen in the in the in the faith and then people are already married amen physical intimacy is only between your husband and your lawful wife tonight any other is person or relationship is a sin and it's a violation and god judges amen any person who's involved in that and tonight I want to challenge you. If you are guilty, come to the cross. Come to the cross. You know the Samaritan woman, she had five husbands, the Bible says. She was living wrong. But you know what, in a moment she knew jesus christ she came to jesus she was touched by him and from she being touched she received christ and she even eventually became an evangelist she went and touched many many persons because of amen that decision that's how quickly jesus can change you in your life and you can receive christ into your heart this evening you know what sexual sin is sending so many people to hell and i want to tell you God loves you so much young person don't fall into sexual sin thou shall not commit immorality thou shall not commit adultery tonight because if you are in that adulterous relationship if you are in an affair a secret affair a secret phone number and this that the other listen to me if you are a Christian you say you are born again God will judge you for that sin tonight if you are guilty come to the cross he will forgive you in a moment there is hope for you young man young lady you can live for jesus you can live pure can have every eyes closed and every head bowed would you acknowledge amen jesus christ in this place will you receive him publicly in your life amen but as many as received him the bible says to them he gave them hallelujah the right to become the children of god tonight will you receive jesus christ into your heart As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, God is speaking to us this evening. God is speaking to you and I. No one's looking around. The Holy Ghost is speaking to you. And you say, you know what? My heart's not right with God. Pastor Raj, I may not be involved in sexual sin, but then I have other sins that I'm bound to. There may be people here tonight. You may be addicted to smoking, could be drinking. This lockdown, you went and loaded cigarettes. You went and bought alcohol, beer bottles, drugs, pornographic CDs, magazines, whatever. And you have this is how you think you're going to survive. You know what? That will always leave you empty young man. A woman and a man will not satisfy you. The sin of this world doesn't satisfy you. You know what? Jesus Christ loves you so much. He died for you. I don't know who's watching me tonight. You know what? I want to tell you Jesus loves you. You may say no one loves me, but I'm here to tell you Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you. He went to the cross for your sin and mine. You don't need to live in sin. You don't need to be bound in the shackles of sin. Tonight, the blood of Jesus Christ is going to set you free. All you need to do is receive Christ into your heart. The Bible says of the heart, one believes. And out of the mouth, you make confession to Jesus Christ. Tonight, would you believe in your heart of hearts? You say, you know what? I believe Jesus died for me and I am going to receive Christ. While every eyes is closed and every head is bowed, you would lift your hands right now. No one's looking around. You say, Pastor Raj, my heart's not right with God. Here's my hand. I need Jesus. I want to receive Christ into my heart. If that's you, lift up your hands right now. Front to back, side to side. Would that be you? Lift it up quickly. Yes. Yes, you may not be involved in sexual sin, but other sins. You may be in anger. You may be in jealousy, hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness. I don't know what it is. Pride, arrogance. I don't know. Self-righteousness tonight. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus right now. Maybe you are involved in sexual sin. Lift up your hands right now. You have a girlfriend or a boyfriend that you are sleeping with. Amen. You shouldn't be doing that. Lift up your hands right now. Okay. Okay. You can put your hands down. Maybe you're a backslider. Once you were, once you knew Jesus, on fire, pure. But today, you've gone like the dog going back to the vomit. You've gone, gone back to that dirt and filth that once you threw down at the altar. You've gone. You've become, amen, a person who's given into sin. Now you're compromised. You don't even care about. You know what? Jesus loves you, backslider. Come back to Jesus. Don't live in the land of compromise. Don't eat with the pigs. Don't be with the pigs when God has a palace for you. He has a place for you. Don't be dwelling with the pigs. Come to the father's house tonight. Backslider, lift up your hand tonight. You need Jesus. Maybe you backslidden from our church, from your church. Lift up your hands right now. Lift it up. Put it back down. Okay, you can put your hands down. I want all of you to close your eyes with me right now. And I want you to stand up wherever you are. Just stand up with me wherever you are. Stand up with me. Stand up, stand up wherever you are. Quickly, quickly, quickly stand up with me. Close your eyes. Close your eyes right now. Close your eyes with me. Young people, teenagers, even older saints, married people. Lift up, amen. Single people, single man, single woman. Maybe you're a single mother. You're a single father. You're a widow or a widower. Stand up with me right now. Close your eyes. How is your sex life tonight? Is it pure? Have you been violating God's law? Are you in immoral relationship? Young people, young person tonight. You may have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And tonight you're involving yourself in physical pleasure. Oh, but it's only kissing pastors, only touching this, that, the other. No, it is sin tonight. The lack of preaching. Many times, you know, people think it's lawful and okay. I'm here to tell you, God says it's not okay. There are others easily, comfortably. You're in sin. Married people. You're in unlawful, you know, affairs and things like that. Thoughts. Relationships at workplace, within the family. Tonight God is telling that is sin. I will judge it. Death comes to us suddenly. And if you die tonight, wherever you are in that sin, you know what? The Bible says, adulterers and fornicators will not enter the kingdom of God and tonight if you are in that sexual sin heaven is not for you eternal hell is awaiting you tonight but the good news is you can make a simple prayer and ask God for forgiveness and God will forgive you in an instant and you can make heaven your home while all eyes are closed and heads above if that's you God is challenging and you say you know what pastor I think I am guilty Maybe I have those lustful thoughts. I'm in a wrong relationship. I'm in a wrong physical relationship. I have been in physical intimacy. I've been having an affair or this, that, the other. Your adultery. All of these things God is speaking to you. Would you, amen, let's all stand together. Find a place. We're going to kneel down. Amen. We're going to pray. You need to get your heart right. Repent. Amen. From that sin, say, I am sorry, Jesus Christ. We are going to sing a song. You don't need to sing that song. It'll be in the background, but you need to get on your knee. and Let's pray right now. Hallelujah. For God is going to search our hearts. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Search me, oh God. And know my. By me and know my thought come kneel down wherever you are and sing with me see if there be any wicked way in me lead me in the way everlasting. pray at the altar it's the time to get right with God search me oh God search me oh God. And know oh my heart. Try me. Horizon be in an attitude of prayer right now. Rama sha la 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 ba 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 raba ka ma mam diri beke. Ura ma mam da la la ba Come on, church. Let's pray right now by the Holy Spirit. Ura ma 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 da Come on, church, let's pray right now.